it's me again for Conversations Episode 6. Uh, first of all, um, I would like to thank uh, Mr. Blaze uh, for, for accepting my invite uh, for the Episode 5. It was really fun, though, but uh, that conversation went very much detailed and uh, interesting, especially for those who are actually... You know, I was able to know him ever since uh, the hip hop history started. So we're very much thankful uh, for his participation, and at the same time, uh, for giving us the uh, opportunity to actually interview him uh, for uh, that episode. It was really something that I'm very much thankful about. So um, our next guest, uh, I don't want to take this intro for. For a very long time. Um, so, episode six, uh, let us welcome one of the most passionate and supportive person in the local hip hop scene. Uh, seldom that you see individuals like him in the scene where they support our local artists to fulfill their dreams as they thrive to do better to their chosen craft. He is a full time physician, and you're correct, he's a doctor. Yet, his enthusiasm towards the hip hop culture. Is truly exceptional. He's also uh, the author of uh, Night of the Kaiju, uh, Kaiju Double Barrel, When the Lights Out, Rare, and a lot more. Uh, so you heard it right. He's actually a, um, an author of books uh, and uh, an artist by heart indeed. Our guest has a deep interpretation of the support local um, theme. And he will be sharing some awareness to all of us as he looks back to his humble beginnings and current practice. So for conversation episode six, let us welcome Doc Aurelio Rico Doc Panda Lopez. Okay, great. So Doc, good good afternoon. Um, thank you for accepting the invite. It's really an honor. So uh, I guess first of all, I wanted to check uh, on you, ECQ. Eh? So. I want to check on you. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, how's how how are you personally doing right now because of the rising cases that we have, and at the same time, your um, your struggles as well as we move in back to this uh, type of lockdown again. Um. Well, uh, first of all, we're doing okay, uh, but uh, it's it's kind of difficult. Um, Uh, since uh, the pandemic and the lockdowns have been going on for uh, for more than uh, a year and a half now, so uh, yun, uh, it's hard to have uh, gigs. It's hard to set up gigs, um, events. Uh, it's hard to meet up with family and friends. So uh, yeah. yun lang, uh, it's important to get the COVID vaccine. So get your shots. Stay safe. Wash your hands, rest, drink plenty of water. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I want to touch base with you on some questions I have with regards to vaccines, if it's okay. Um, with regards to the uh, vaccination, siguro, no? um, in terms of like the the efficacy of each of the vaccines that we have, there's no difference no matter whether you're going to take Sinovac, AstraZeneca, or whatever brand, right? Um, there is a slight difference in efficacy, but um, generally they are all very effective. So it uh, it 
doesn't matter if you uh, if you have uh, a shot from Moderna or Sinovac or uh, AstraZeneca, um, uh, they are all effective. So uh, I encourage you. you, I encourage <laughs> everyone to get uh, vaccinated. Agreed. Even sa company, uh, we are um, coordinating with the local government, especially that uh, we are they're they're planning to schedule us uh, for inoculation. So we're just waiting yeah. for for the schedule. So I really encourage everyone. Eh? At first, most of our agents, to be honest, they were kind of like um, not scared, but rather um, uh, they. they they just don't want to get vaccinated. <laughs> probably because of the, I don't know, probably because of the influence. But as they actually learn that most of the people that they know are getting vaccinated, um, it's, it's just, uh, it, it actually pulls them to, to really get vaccinated. So that's actually one good sign as well as we're seeing. Because I've I've seen some employees of us of our sa, sa company. Um, at first they they're they're quite hesitant, but right now since they're seeing their friends getting vaccinated, and probably advert is uh, it, it's putting up or putting it up in social media help uh, to encourage everyone and influence everyone to get oh, vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I guess one of uh, the first uh, things that I'm curious about, Dokna, is your your passionate um, impact and uh, your contribution towards the hip hop scene. So before I I've I've noticed you ever since um, Girai Letra, um, Whip Heads, and even supporting our our local flip top artists here in Western Visayas, specifically in Iloilo. Um, I, I was amazed of how passionate you are now from, from ground up, you're really building these people. So how did it start about where, where did it, these things started, uh, and, and how did you, uh, bump into the scene? Like what we have right now? Um, okay. Uh, first of all, I'm not sure if I really have any influence on, on the local scene. Um, but I do support the local scene. Um, I got started when um, I guess I started uh, supporting the scene, the hip hop scene, um, when um, people from Whip uh, Whip Caps came over to Iloilo, and uh, uh, so we have this group called Whip Heads Team Iloilo. Um, so every member collects Whip Caps, uh, and uh, and uh, the people from Manila came over. Uh, to visit us, and some of our members were uh, hip hop artists. Are hip hop artists? So, um, so we had a small show. At first, I wasn't familiar with Ilonggo hip hop. Um, uh, uh, siguro hip hop from Manila, familiar pa ako. Um, but then, uh, so we put on this show, and uh, some of our members started rapping, and then all of a sudden, uh, the whole crowd. Um, started joining in. The whole crowd memorized the lyrics, and I was like, "Wow, uh, you know, this is something. This is something really cool." I mean, yeah. we have longer rappers, and apparently everyone knows their songs. So um, at that point, I was uh, I, I was in a position to help out. So um, so that's how I got started um, uh, helping longer artists. Um, you know. Uh, 
well, I, I don't, I don't have them. I, 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 I guess you could call it. I, I support them by attending their events, by um, sponsoring a cap or two, or um, stuff like that. You know, small stuff. Yeah. Um. So, uh, with regards to influence, I'm not sure how much influence I really have on the hip-hop scene. Yeah, because uh, I see the 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 network itself is pretty in uh, for me. You no, know, it's it's uh, up until now. I'm I'm very curious of how uh this formula is it. May it be influence, may it be connections, may it be network, may may it be uh, advertisements or whatnot. I've I bump into a lot of uh, a lot of uh, artists that I personally know here in the local scene, especially. Uh, well, um, my influence really is hip hop. Ever since when, when I, when I, even if I play in a band, um, I first started off really doing hip, um, rap metal, new metal uh, songs, right? So my, I have a really big influence with you know the the influence that actually brought me to the music scene was really hip hop. So I bump into different artists and like I, I got into uh, notice you most of the time because we never. I I'm a big fan of flip top, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and yeah, yeah I I really watch all the episodes. Well, not all, but most of it. And because I I'm very fascinated in how the 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 brain works for these artists, and how they write their their lyrics and and how they spit their bars. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I was uh, I know Martin was the very first person who got. Uh, represented as a, a hip hop artist in Iloilo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh. But uh, I mostly saw you really um, helping, well, let's say um, assisting these folks. Like uh, we have a couple of, of artists, Pakti Soibe and and um, uh, uh, and and uh, and the the other artist, I forgot his name. But yeah, um, I, I saw you really. Uh, Assisting them, even way I think they were in, you were in Cebu by that time. That uh, was Cebu, yeah. but I think I, uh, I uh, I've Bata. seen yeah I've seen pictures of you with Batas and a lot of artists. <laughs> so so that point, I guess the influence really that because it it uh, the, the influence that I've known is that um uh it it, it catches everyone's radar. No, not everyone, but most of the people that I know. And even when I shared our, our my introduction about you, uh, I've 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 seen the the you know the uh, the shares and at the same time the reach of, of the the post really um, made a huge uh, in terms of analytics uh, sa, sa sharing. So I think from that point I've seen that you your you it, you made an impact sa, sa scenes uh, when 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 I've seen uh, people sharing your. Uh, sharing the the post that I had, so from that point, you, did you really start from? I don't know. Probably your your uh, uh, let's say uh, the influence that you have in terms of music or art uh, in general. Is it really hip hop centralized hip hop, or uh, does it have any roots as to where did it actually started? Um. Uh. I, I started off listening to a lot of heavy metal. Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm from the grunge generation also, so uh, yeah. my playlist will always have Smashing Pumpkins, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots, and you know Soundgarden. Um, but I listened to a lot of heavy metal, and um, uh, basically, 
when I joined Whiphead's team, Iluilo, I got exposed more to hip hop, and uh, uh, and then um, from there, uh, the team broadened my horizons, and I I started listening to more hip hop, and I became familiar with hip uh, hop, and uh, um, a friend uh, a friend of mine, uh, Yolvin, uh, invited Enigma over for uh, for the first good high letra. Uh, and uh, so we had him over uh, in Iluilo back at the Burnout Resto Bar. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, we had some battles there also. Uh, um, and then uh, eventually we invited him over again, uh, this time with uh, uh, Keija, Apoc, and uh, Chemical Ali. Uh, during the second visit, I wasn't actually around. Because Agyalvin scheduled it on a day where um, I'd be, I'd be in Tagaytay, mm. and since it was too late to reschedule, I was in Tagaytay when the second Gera uh, event oh, happened. Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, the third Gera Highletra featured uh, uh, Illustrado uh, uh, again, Keja and uh, Caleb, and. Uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm missing someone. Um, Balaki. Balaki. Balaki, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So we had them over and uh, we held the third Gerai Letra uh, at um, uh, El Pirata, the rest of our endure. So, uh, so, yeah, uh, my exposure to hip hop uh, uh, brought me, I, I guess, one step uh, closer to, uh, to some of these personalities like uh, Enigma and uh, and uh, all the rap artists that uh, uh, that we had brought over, um, but um, I, I'm not I'm not the only one organizing the, these events. Um, uh, most of these events are uh, uh, are co-organized by either bureau or uh, with uh, with Yolvin Grandjo. Uh, yeah, Yovin. Yeah, I actually met Yovin then, uh, and because um, one time I think uh, we were in the same company. Um, and in terms of the the connections that you had with Bureau, Ilo Ilo, and and, and uh, some of the organizations here uh, as well, H- how did you bump into these organizations? Just like you you were brought by a friend, and then like you get to meet these people, and then eventually you, you get in touch. Is that how it, that that works, or? Um. Uh, one of the, um, uh, I guess, OG members of the uh, Bureau uh, is also a whip, head, uh, whip cap collector, um, si Sam. Uh, so, Westburn. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so OG Sam um, uh, basically um, uh, brought me into into Bureau. I think I was more like a Salimbusa member because... Um, you know, um, half the time I didn't know what's going on, but um, yeah, but I was always there to support uh, um, the people that needed support. So, so yeah. And and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Doc. Now you were you're not really uh, from Iloilo, am I right? Or uh... my 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 dad is uh, he's from Sara. Uh, my mom is from Capis. Uh, but uh, oh, they got married. When they got married, they moved to Mindanao. Um, so, uh, Siguro, the first dialect that I learned was uh, Cebuano. Uh, but I wasn't allowed to speak Cebuano in the house because my mom's an English teacher. 
great. So it was uh, basically English, probably 80% of the time. Uh, so yeah. So even when I speak Hiligaynon, uh, you know, there's this slang accent. People know I'm not from around here, but my parents are. Yeah. Mm, I see. And uh, do you have... Uh... Anyway, do you have future plans with regards? I, I know that you're not the only one who's organizing this uh, events for for um, for artists here. But uh, did you like have planned out some of the you know some events and some projects? Just you know, probably it got stopped because of the pandemic. But do you have any future plans for the for the for the scene? Or- um, yeah, yeah, we had. We had some plans, some really cool plans, but then uh, because of the lockdown um, and, and the COVID uh, pandemic, you know, we had to put that on hold. Uh, I can't say who we were going to bring over, but um, uh, we hope we're still up to it. Um, as soon as, you know, uh, all these lockdowns are done with the pandemic, you know, as soon as, you know, most of us have gotten vaccinated and travel is safe already, hopefully we can bring bring along these uh these artists huge artists and uh and uh, have an event again that's great that's something that we can actually look forward to <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't mention names but i'm not okay i see now let's talk about um uh, you being an author of 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 uh, your books right um uh-huh. how did you get into writing uh or yeah creating books um well uh as i mentioned my mom's an english teacher so um from from an early age um uh you know uh, i uh, i was exposed to a lot of stories like uh, huckleberry finn and tom sawyer um uh, a lot of the classics uh and um uh, I enjoyed storytelling. When I was a kid, my mom, my mom used to say, "If you read a book and you uh, give me a summary of the book, I'd uh, I'll give you like, for example, a prize or something." So what I would do is I pretend that I had read a book and just showed her the book and make up a story. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> uh, so that I'd get the prize or you know the reward. Uh, I think I think my mom uh, she pretty much it. knew knew I was oh, okay. you know I was lying <laughs> about it, but um, but you know I, you know I, I think it was fun for the both of us. So right. from an early age, you know you know I was a I was a storyteller, um, and then um, I, I was active in uh, our, our high school paper and college paper. Um, and uh, eventually, eventually, um, because of the internet, I got exposed to um, a lot of uh, foreign horror authors because I'm uh, really into horror. Um, the first book I read was a horror book, uh, it's, uh, The Vision by Dean Koontz. So I think that set the course towards, towards horror, the right. horror genre. Had I read uh, a romance novel, maybe I'd be writing romance right now. But um, but you know, uh, I read a horror book, so you know, I write horror poetry and uh, horror fiction, basically. Yeah. What was the the first book that you actually wrote? Uh, I I wrote a collection of essays that I self published. Well, 
uh, I didn't self-publish it. I had to ask money from my mom to publish it for me. It was called Stuff, like humorous essays. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the first horror book that I wrote was called Food for the Crows. Uh, it's a zombie uh, zombie apocalypse novella set in Ilila City. And um, one of my friends, uh, it was published in 2012, by the way, by a UK publisher called uh, How the Quarantine Press. How the Quarantine Press or Publications. Um, Here in anyway, Ilila. No, no, uh, in the okay. UK. Oh, I see. UK. Okay. Um, and uh, back then, we didn't have 7-Elevens. Uh, but I had to use uh, the 7-Eleven franchise or uh, convenience store chain because a lot of uh, foreigners probably wouldn't recognize Monsterific or uh, GoMart. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I had to use 7-Eleven so that more people would understand um, uh, the convenience store. It's called 7-Eleven, not Monster know, So so it wouldn't create any confusion. Anyway, um, after the book was published, Siguro a year and a half later, the first 7-Eleven in Iloilo um, was being constructed. And you know... Yeah, one of my readers here said, wow, it's kind of like prophetic. Uh, uh, now you placed 7-Eleven and now we have 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and after that, um, you went on writing stuff. And in terms of like creative process, or was there really a creative process in place? And probably there is. How do you start, you know, like conceptualizing the the novel that you're gonna write or is it just like you've watched something or you, you experienced something along the way and like uh made it into a story uh, okay um a lot of my books uh start or the idea for the for any of my uh books usually starts off with the question wouldn't it be cool if blank so uh so wouldn't it be cool if uh, zombies were in Iluilo. So that was the uh, the idea for uh, uh, Food for the Crows. Uh, then uh, wouldn't it be cool if um, uh, there were kaiju attacking uh, the island of Panay? So that's where uh, kaiju double barrel, uh, um, th- that's where the idea came from. Uh, so yeah, that's basically how I, how I write books or come up with ideas. Wouldn't it be cool if how many how many books by far uh, after the current day that you actually wrote or published? Um, I I think I have around twenty five. Uh, uh, twenty five. I've written around twenty five books, more or less, probably more. Um, most of them can be found on Amazon.com or um, or. Uh, Depository.com. Uh, some of my books are available at Palabasa Libro um, here at the Atria district. Mm-hmm. So, and then not, not, I, I'm, I'm pretty curious as well now for, for authors, right? I mean, um, is it really like a very it's because like, I know it's, it's an uh, it, is it something like you wanted to 
write regularly or is it just like uh you already set a schedule you know or not not schedule but probably you already have set your uh expectations that every month i had to release one book uh and then um regularly is that something set for you or just like i wanted to write book because uh i felt doing so and you know it's, it's not something that i wanted to really do it regularly for that matter uh, okay um i i don't really set a schedule but i try to write as often as i can even if i don't feel like writing uh, i think writing is just like any other art form you just have to keep going because if you wait for inspiration to strike uh chances are a lot of time might have gone by already and you know um it's a lot of time wasted also so um you know just like uh, any art um you just have to keep honing your skills you know um i've been writing for um for more than two decades probably so wow um yeah um so uh, and i'm still honing that that skill so um yeah just keep doing what you love doing over and over again and uh yeah hone that skill and uh did you had an instance where uh you experienced uh, writer's block and how did you like uh rectify that or how did you resolve it from your end um i don't i don't really believe that writer's block exists um there may be times where it's difficult for you to write but that's because um your head's not in the right place or you're probably too tired so um if you're experiencing something that seems like writer's block then um sometimes it also helps to listen to music you know uh drive around or you know if <laughs> during the pandemic you know just watch a movie um uh sometimes you you get ideas from you know the most unlikely places so um you know that will help with uh, with what seems like writer's block mm-hmm. i see and in in terms of the books that you actually wrote like uh for musicians right there are really just that one um one uh song that we just love playing uh from your end or for 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 you right do you have a specific book that you really personally liked uh from the ones that you um, wrote um because for me the, the latest project is always your baby uh, uh that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's your that's your that's, that's your favorite the latest project is always your favorite um but in terms to go to of uh of uh uh memorable experiences my second book which was called the uh, cry wolf uh about werewolves naman in ililo um uh it was written on a on a broken laptop where uh uh where i didn't uh the shift key wasn't working so every time i need, needed a capital letter at every start of the sentence i'd have to press the caps lock and uh and then yeah. have to talk to uh to to uh finish the sentence so uh it became memorable because it was it was really hard to do you know especially if you're you're used to uh you know a functioning shift key 
Well, yeah. So. Well, definitely. That's that's definitely memorable. Um, <laughs> I guess from the struggles that that you know uh, you're going through in writing this stuff, and I think there are there are there are um, forms of art that like one time from one time big time. Uh, they did not expect this to be a massive hit. Like for the most yeah. part, from 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 the bands that I know. There are specific songs that uh, when they interviewed, like, this is not the best song that we actually wrote, but somehow it went to the airwaves and, like, it blasted all over the place. Um, uh, for one, like, I think one best example was um, Slapshot when they wrote Agent Orange. Yeah. As per Jameer, it was really not the best song that they had, but everyone knows Agent Orange, right? So do you have that yeah. Time as well, like you know, from out of your books, all of the books that you actually wrote, um, you experience where you think that this is really not the 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 thing that people, most of the public would catch, but somehow, amazingly, it actually just you know uh, one of the best sellers that you have. Um, Siguro that would have to be um, old school. Um, uh, it's it's a book I I wrote you know, years ago. Um, it's about this old guy and um, uh, he he gets into a situation where he tries to save um, a co-tenant sa building nila. Uh, problem is the co-tenant uh, is sort of like a prostitute and uh, she's being uh, uh, she's being controlled by, uh, by a crime syndicate. So, um, it's kind of like I guess I guess taken, where you know uh, you've got this um, uh, a guy who's past his middle ages, yeah. uh, and uh, but he's got military training mm-hmm. and he tries to save you know the damsel in distress and the child, the right. child of the damsel in distress, and um, and so so basically that's that's the story you know how how he gets them back how he rescues them. Um, I, I didn't think that it would, you know, uh, it would, uh, uh, satisfy a lot of readers, you know, um, but, but, you know, surprisingly, um, a lot of people, uh, well, a lot of, uh, my readers, uh, enjoyed it and, you know, uh, they sent me messages saying that it was a pretty cool book. Does it have a sequel? Unfortunately, I don't oh, <laughs> I don't write sequels. I write uh, standalone stories. So, uh, so very exclusive, yeah. basically in story. Very exclusive then. Uh, you know exclusive. Um, I guess I I just have a lot of ideas or a lot of stuff that I'd like to write. And uh, if I if I write a sequel to any of my books, it's like I'm still I'm still there, the yeah. same place. Yeah, it's good. Kiss uh, ano, um looking at because I was actually browsing through Amazon um, with, with the books that you actually published how do you pick or how do you visualize the cover art um, uh, I I don't know uh, a lot of the times uh, it's the publisher who does the cover but if I'm uh, given a choice um, uh, and if they say hey is there someone you know who can do the cover then I usually pick someone local. Uh, I've had um, 
Cy- Cyberlin of uh of Pampero. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, designed uh designed the original artwork uh of um uh Kaiju Double Barrel actually. Yeah. Mm, uh, I see. When it was first released, uh it was released with a cover made by Cy Cyberlin. Um I've also had covers done by Art Hardilesa who uh used to be an OR nurse at Mission Hospital. And that that's where I trained and then you know I, I saw Art um drawing something and then you know I said, Hey, you know, you've got skills, you know how to draw. Would you like to, you know, do a book cover for me? So mm-hmm. he became he became one of my um uh, my cover artists. And uh, of course Dan Shaw. Dan Shaw uh, Dennis Hooper, rare. Yeah, mm-hmm. who's done great uh great covers for me in the past. Um he's done Mongrel Blood, uh Easier Dead Than Done. Um, Valhalla Falling, uh, rare. I think he, yeah, rare, rare. yeah, rare. Uh, rare hasn't been released yet, but I, uh, my publisher in the states, uh, told me that maybe at the end of this month. So I'm, oh. I'm looking forward. To that. So that that's you know? that's new. Okay, that's yeah. new. Uh, yeah, All right. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And I guess not from um, just not 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 that I. You know, uh, not everyone that I know with your profession really has the time to really build this type of a uh, craft. There, uh, I I know a couple. Um, I know one one. It's also a physician where he records stuff uh, for for um, for artists. Um, so he records songs, and he's also playing in a band. Um, and and there's really seldom that I see people like you with your profession really has the time to really you know have this um uh craft and still pursue it right in terms of like yeah. supporting the local scene um that, i just wanted to know your thoughts about that right i mean there there are a lot of uh there are a lot of um well there are a lot of uh opinions uh going into fly with regards to support local um from your own you know from your own thoughts and your simple words right what do you think really is the essence of the the cultural thing they say is support local for you uh, when when you say support local um to me that means um you support um people other than yourself uh, a lot of times it has uh you know it uh it ha- there's a bad stigma also uh, if you keep using the uh um the hashtag support local because um most of the time uh or, or some of the time the people who use the hashtag support local don't support local anyway they just support themselves so um uh that's where a lot of uh you know arguments and disputes come in because you know you want people to support you but you don't support anyone else um to me, support local means, you know, supporting people other than yourself. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, practice what you preach. You know, if you use the hashtag, exactly. support local. Yeah. Support local. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, that's true. So, I guess uh, one one of uh, the last questions I have, Dokna, what, what can we expect uh, from you in the next, you know, uh, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, foreseeable future uh 
uh, future releases or I know I asked future projects for the hip hop scene, but um, you also have a, a shop. Oh, well, not a shop, but but rather you also have a a spot in in the locals, right? Merch shop. So do you have oh, yeah, uh, yeah. do you have new drops for whip caps and whatnot? Um. Yeah. Um. It, uh. I sell uh whip caps and uh, um whip apparel over at the locals. Um. Uh, so uh, yeah. If you wanna score whip caps, that's that's where you should go. Um. I I have uh I have new stuff from uh, from Looney. Um, oh great! And uh, yeah, a bunch of caps and like a whole bunch of shirts. So. You know, be awesome. Support local. <laughs> yeah, support local. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And um, yeah, uh, and and also what uh, one last advice that you're gonna give to uh, to future uh, authors just like you, or the one who you know people who just started writing and creating their own books. Um, any piece of advice that you can actually give for them to consistently do it. All right. Um, I guess uh, you should read, read a lot. Um, there's, there's this uh, rule, eh? um, write what you know, but um, if you don't read, you don't know a lot. So you have to read a lot so that you can write about it um, and uh, practice your craft. Um, um, my first, my first book um you know, it was rejected a number of times. So you have to have thick skin, but you, you just have to keep pushing through. I mean, um, you know, it, uh, um, if you write, um, people don't want to work with a newcomer uh, only because, you know, um, you haven't been tested yet. You're like a, a new product that hasn't been tested. But, once you get that first sale, once you sell your book to a publisher, then you have a feather on your cap. Uh, and then it becomes easier to work with the next publisher or to pitch your next project. And, you know, the more you publish books, the more you write stories that get accepted, you know, the, the more, you know, publishers will want to work with you. Writers will also want to work with you. So. Um, yeah, just uh, read, write a lot, and uh, have thick skin. Great, great. Thank you. Great advice. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up uh, the the podcast. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity, Doc. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. some some topics that we can actually discuss. But again, so far, very interesting talk. And thank you uh, for sharing us your experiences and uh, stay safe. And uh, I'll be seeing you after I get vaccinated. <laughs> thank you again. Salamat. Salamat. Thank you, though. All right.